What's up, what's up, incredible and loved and valued people. I am so thankful for your life and I'm so thankful you have joined us on the Have You Heard podcast. I am your host, Emma Mae McDaniel, and today my incredible husband, incredible. Josh, yes, Josh McDaniel is on the podcast with us and we are going to be answering y'all's questions. So this is going to be a really good time. Friends, grab your headphones. Let's get into the word. I love these podcasts. One, because you're with me. Amen. And it adds so much fun, I feel like. Two, whether it be just Q&As on Instagram or questions that have been sent in on YouTube or DMs, um, we just find like a common thread of things y'all are asking mm-hmm. collectively or we see a particular question that God puts on our heart. Yeah, it'd mm-hmm. be really good to lean into this. We yeah. gather them and sometimes do a podcast talking yeah. about them. So we by no means know everything, but we love you. We are walking with the Lord and he, like through his word, gives us wisdom. So we hope that this helps you and blesses you yeah. as as we go through these questions together. Yeah, it's fun to see all these different tw- questions kind of come in. We get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. DMs, YouTube videos, uh, you like YouTube video comments or just comment sections entirely. Uh, but we love it. And so continue to do that. Continue to reach out. We'll also even get questions sometimes in our the podcast review section. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. very fun. You can go leave a That's question true. over there and we go read those. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get into some of these questions. We got, what, three questions? Yeah, we have three, three questions, questions today. Let's answer y'all's questions. What's your first question? The first question is how do you combat boredom? How do you combat boredom? Which I feel like is a really interesting question. And I feel like it's a question that a lot of us have probably wrestled with, but I don't know. I've, I feel like I rarely hear it articulated. Like I've really had that asked. To answer our question with the question is why combat it? Like why? Mm. What's what's bad about being bored? I think, I think a lot of times we can, especially in yeah. the now culture of... Like it has to, we always have to be doing something new. We have to be recording a new reel or we have to be doing the X or we have to be doing Y and it has to be, has to be constantly something bigger and better than before. Mm -hmm. Like, and we lose the, the, the comfort of doing nothing of like, or of like honestly being bored and being like, you know, I have nothing to do right now. And there's, there's actually a lot of beauty in that. I think we lose sight of that. So I think just to answer it really plainly is why battle it? Why not? Why not thank God for this moment and uh, see it in the in its beauty? Because the, the beauty of of busyness that's that's also has its own beauty. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna live a life of total boredom, and nor am I gonna live a life of total busyness. Neither of those are are healthy in their own way. But it's a it's the nice balance of both that uh, yeah. actually I can live healthily. Healthy, healthily. That's so I, not. That's so not a word. I think it is. Healthily. 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 Mm-hmm. No. H e a l t h i l y. Yeah. That's, healthily. No. I healthily. Fridge. That's a word. Healthily. <laughs> no. That's not it. Like more healthy. More <laughs> I mean, healthy. Babe, I think it's a word. No. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Okay. okay. We'll see. We'll have to Google <laughs> it after this. Okay. But yeah. That's all to say from that. <laughs> I love how you responded with the question. I, Whenever I read this question and I was just thinking about it, I decided to just look up the definition 
of boredom or the definition of being bored. And it means to feel weary because one is unoccupied or lacks interest in their current activity. And I thought there was such an interesting connection here. You feel one way, you feel weary because of your current circumstance, because you don't have much to do, you're not very busy, you have lots of free time, or you're not super interested in what you're currently doing. And I thought, okay, those two things that I just mentioned are inevitable. You're going to have moments where Mm -hmm. you don't have tons to do. You have free time. You're going to have things that you just got to do. And it's not going to be the most fun. It's not going to be your most favorite. But weariness doesn't have to be attached to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes along with what you were saying is we are so acquainted with busyness. We're so acquainted with hustle, filling the space. And I've shared this quote before, but I love it so much by John Mark Comer to recapture moments of boredom. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about his book that just came. Like, well, it didn't just yes. come out. But yeah, the ruthless, eliminating the ruthless hurry of. of ruthless elimination of yeah. hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hustle bustle. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and I was just so encouraged in the fact that like, wow, what if we saw boredom, things that moments where we're unoccupied or things we're doing we not may not have the most interest in doing, but we just got to do them. What if we saw those moments as an invitation from the Lord to know him, to grow, to be challenged in a good direction? What if we saw those moments as opportunities to invite God in? Ask God, what are you wanting to teach me right now? What are you wanting to fill this time with? How are you wanting to show me how great silence actually is and solitude actually is? So I really agree. Why combat it? Maybe just ask the question, why do I feel weary in these moments? Is it because I get awkward when I don't have much to do? Is it because I'm so acquainted with busyness that I don't know how to be still? Is it because maybe God is trying to grow my discipline in doing things that I don't necessarily love, but they're good for me and they just got to get done? Mm -hmm. I think those moments of boredom are actually great moments of growth in our walk with God and for him to strengthen us and stretch us. They don't have to be moments of weariness. Yeah. I also think that I think we can be competing against boredom. Like this person said, how do I battle against it? Mm -hmm. But I think honestly, I don't, I think some people would say, how do I battle against it? But I also think other people is like, how do I stop battling against it? Because we battle against boredom very easily. Like we will fill our schedule to the brim. Like we will leave no time for breathing, for, for taking a pause, for, you know, just me time or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think actually that's another thing to speak into is like, you know what, you actually have to be competing or combative for boredom, for downtime, um, and kind of actually prioritizing that, especially whenever, um, you have kids, you have work, you have school, you have all these different things, activities, if you're in sports, if you have job after school, if you have whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you also just have friends that you want to go hang out with. But when's the times that you're just spending alone um, and not on social media or not doing whatever, or just, just being bored? Yeah. Go, people, just go be bored for, for, for an hour. Uh-huh. Just go be bored this week. So. That's good. Mark out time on your calendar Mm -hmm. it's unoccupied time but watch god occupy it with really fruitful things Mm -hmm. as you seek him the next question is someone said i feel exhausted and stuck 
as I'm trying to get my dream career, I'm 25 years old. Advice? Bro, me too. <laughs> I feel exhausted and stuck. I mean, I, uh, to, T, TBH, to be, yeah, to be honest, uh, TBH, <laughs> let me, uh, let me just spill a little bit of my beans, spill a little tea over here. I, I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff with the ministry, but I did not grow up as a little boy thinking, man, you know what I want to be a part of? I want to be a part of MMA's women's ministry. <laughs> like, I want to go and do this. No, I love it, and, I, and I'll do it for the rest of my life, and I love getting to see people hear about Jesus through the ministry, of Emma, that, the ministry that Emma does. Um, but this is actually something that I really struggled with mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, and because I... I'm a three in the Enneagram that like it is I'm very driven and I really want to be the best and I want to have a great job and I want to be hired by the coolest company and have the coolest position and have the corner office in the building or whatever, mm-hmm. like whatever it may be. And this past whole year has been really uh, a heart check and a very humbling moments for me of like, okay, you know, what? it's not that job or it's not this job. It's not X, it's not Y. And, you know, Whenever we, we are, because twenty, so I'm twenty four, um, and we're young. Like that is actually really really young. There's a lot of our life left, mm-hmm. and to come straight out of college, and be almost on the bottom of the food chain, like like you you came into high school and you were a freshman, but you're only on a food chain that's really small. <laughs> like going to college, you're a freshman again. You're really on a, only a four year food chain. Now you're on a life. Like you are on the bottom of it in in doing careers and jobs. Now, some people come out of high school and they just get the best job and the best career. Hey, more power to you. But the majority of us don't go into our dream job right off the bat. The majority of us don't go into our dream job for probably 10 years. Like, and some of us go into our dream job in 40 and 50s. But that doesn't doesn't make it wrong. Because, man, let's use our 20s. As like, let us go and learn from a lot of our failures. You may join a job that you're like, man, I'm so passionate about graphic design because I majored in it and I've always wanted to be a graphic designer. And you may go be a graphic designer for two weeks because you quit your job. The day you were hired, you handed in your two weeks notice because you're like, I hate this. I'm done. Like, I, like that's okay. <laughs> that is A-okay. Like, you are not expected. And like, and scripture's not saying like, you have to have your job figured out by 25. Like, no, it's like, yeah. go on. Go and fail, go and fall, go and trip. My sister, literally, it's funny that I said graphic designer. She was a graphic designer. Like, I think she got, like, let go, I think, six months later, and then became a nurse. She did and all. loves being yeah. a nurse. Now, yeah, she went through all through college learning graphic design, and now is a nurse. Completely does not use any of her graphic design skills. Now, she mm-hmm. still has them, but, like, she doesn't use it. That doesn't mean that she failed in her 20s. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, even for me, I have to remind myself that, like, you know, I'm still young. There's a lot, there's a lot to do. I do a bunch of side gigs and stuff like that. It's so much fun. And it's like, it's fun getting to really have your hands open wide yeah. um, and know that my dream career, if I'm not in my dream career, I'm not failing right now. I, what I'm hearing you say is two things. One, evaluate your expectations and be okay to let go of some of them. Mm-hmm. Be okay to shift some of them. If you're feeling exhausted and stuck because you're not living out your dream career by 25, maybe you need to evaluate the expectations you had on yourself 
the expectations you had on your mid-20s and shift some things and realize the second thing I'm so encouraged that you said is that you're not a failure because you have to shift those expectations. Mm -hmm. When I was thinking about that question of advice, I was like, I would really encourage that person to evaluate what have you defined to be to success? Mm -hmm. What have you defined as productivity? Because if you've defined success as by 25, you're living out your dream career Mm -hmm. (laughs) at whatever capacity that was, then maybe you need to check out that evaluation, (laughs) there Mm -hmm. that expectation, and shift it because that's not what success is. Mm -hmm. And see, maybe like, Maybe the fact that you're not where you thought you would be, what is maybe God preparing you for in this time? Mm -hmm. How can you use your giftings right now? How can Mm -hmm. you use the passions he's put on your heart right now? You don't have to be in your dream career to still work at the things that you love Mm -hmm. and still work at the things that you're good at. And whenever I was thinking about like preparation for maybe what's coming, I was thinking about psalm 105 whenever the psalmist is referring to joseph he says before the lord made joseph's dreams come to pass in other translations it's like before the lord allowed his word to joseph to be done he tested joseph's character so there was a preparation that needed to be done in Joseph's life where God was strengthening his character. Mm-hmm. God was strengthening his love for him, strengthening his love for people. He was chipping away his pride and building up his humility mm-hmm. so that whenever he was placed in what Joseph's dream was, mm-hmm. he was actually ready to take it on the way yeah. that God needed him to, the way that God had called him to, the way that people would be blessed by him actually doing and he wouldn't cripple under the pressure he wouldn't cripple under his own pride so lean in to this time that maybe you weren't expecting to have Mm -hmm. and ask the lord how he's wanting you to steward it because i can guarantee you you're not a failure and it's not wasted there is so much purpose in this time there's so much joy to be had but you're going to miss out on a lot of joy if you constantly think that you're behind yeah, and I think also this is like whenever you leave college, and because if you're 24 or 25, which is it, 25, um, yeah. you were, I mean, you were probably in college two, three years ago. And you leave that area, which is not a long time, two, three years is not a long time, especially in career world. You left that area probably leaving college thinking that you're going to have the same amount of money that your parents have now or that your ex mentor mm-hmm. has or the position that someone's mentoring you and leading you in right out of college. But in reality, it took everybody years to get where they're at. Um, so if you're looking at someone who's in your dream position, they probably aren't in their dr- in your dream position right out of college. Yeah. They've probably been hustling and bustling in that position, doing things, getting in the tougher positions and the positions that you're maybe in right now. You're like, I don't like this, but mm-hmm. I like what's ahead of it. Yeah, maybe this is something that you're needing to learn and grow in before you continue to your quote unquote dream position. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of an encouragement my parents gave Josh and I when we first got married. So my mom, she works in the corporate world and she crushes it. Like mm-hmm. my mom and dad are awesome. And like the something that you can easily forget is that they've been married for 28 years. And my parents will tell me, Emma, when we first got married, like 
collectively we were working seven jobs like dad was dad was mowing lawns he was uh he was working at sam's like in Mm -hmm. um, the name of it is leaving me Mm -hmm. but my mom was cleaning houses like and they just were going on and on about how they worked so hard and it didn't always look like how it looks now and Mm -hmm. i think that sometimes we do get in this instant gratification like yes i want that dream job yes i want that platform yes i want to be here with these titles and these accolades but we forget the purpose and the value of what it takes to actually get there yeah yeah. yeah. So be encouraged. You're not behind and trust God. He's so faithful to have dreams for your life better than what you could have ever dreamt. And he's so faithful to see it through. And he's so good that he may even take you a route that you didn't plan for yourself because he cares about you enough to take mm-hmm. you that route, knowing that it's what you need, um, which excites me just mm-hmm. thinking about. So the last question that we have is, why is surrendering to God better than being cool in high school? Mm. I have a thought. Yeah. You want me to go first? Go ahead. So it's just a thought. But whenever I think about wanting to be cool, in high school, wanting to be thought of a certain way, I think about a deeper desire that's actually pointing to. Mm. It's exposing a desire that we all have to belong, to be wanted, to be liked. And I just think about how high school is temporary. The approval of people is temporary. What people think of you, it's going to come and it's going to go. It's going to be one thing today and it's going to be another thing tomorrow. But God can meet our desires in a way that is long-term. It's everlasting and it's actually satisfying. It brings actual contentment. So when I go to the Lord with that desire to be liked, to be wanted, to belong, I'm actually filled and I can actually have confidence because it's based on something unchanging on a God who will never stop loving me. And then through that surrender to him, I can go about high school loving people, being confident whether or not they want me to sit at the lunch table with them and valuing them and being who God has called me to be, even when it may go against the grain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like to surrender to God is actually the secret sauce to being confident. <laughs> Whereas when I'm just chasing after what's cool, when I'm chasing after a certain reputation in the eyes of people for just one little season of my life in comparison to my whole life, it actually it's very it fades very quickly and it actually won't satisfy me the way my soul really is longing for it to. Yeah. The question is directed towards high school, but I mean, it, I, you could you could answer the same question without it. Mm-hmm. Is why surrendering God, how to God better than looking cool? Period. Like, <laughs> and I think true. that's it. I think that's it. And I, there's a couple of things that comes into it. I think you're right. I think you cannot go into your life without wanting or desiring to be seen, to be heard, to be loved, to be valued, to be quote-unquote cool which is encompassing all of that i just said mm-hmm. like in the eyes of people that you you desire that as much as you desire your next breath like that's nothing you change it's not that if you 
if you're a Christian now, you don't desire that. Right. Like, that, that's not the case at all. We all desire that for the rest of our lives. But there is a the answer of whenever we don't have that desire filled, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So that is what separates a Christian's response for that desire and a unbeliever or a, a non-believer's response to that desire. Mm-hmm. And a Christian's response is that, you know what? I would love to be seen and heard and thought cool. That's awesome. <laughs> but if, if I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm less than. Yeah. That doesn't mean that because X person says that I'm stupid, it actually doesn't mean that. Like, you know, they're probably hurting in their own way. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm less than because of that. And so in the same way, for me to surrender to God is, I've, that is the quote unquote cool. But like, I can be confident and have peace in that. Even if people are like, you know what, you don't drink, you don't, you don't party, you don't smoke. That's a weird. Well, you're surrendering to God and you still have that same confidence that mm-hmm. we just talked about if someone calls you stupid. It's like, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't drink yeah. or I don't smoke or I don't go and do X, Y, sleep around. And that's just, that's my choice because I have a guy that, you know, what? there's a, there's better for me out there. Mm-hmm. Then to go do that now, there's better for me. And that's the way I, that's the way I believe. And if you want to know more about it, I'd love to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel. And there's something about that that will actually mean a lot more to that person. There's a whole psychological term behind the power of the minority. And that really does come to it. If you go against the grain and you're confident in where you're at, going against the grain, pretty much meaning you're going against what the world thinks is quote-unquote cool, and you are strong and, and, and steadfast in where you're at in your belief and knowing, you know what, God's called me to this and I'm not going to go do X, Y, and Z, there's actually a heart change that the other people around you will begin to see that, you know what, they're not, they're not moving even whenever we threw the world at them, mm-hmm. like they're not moving. And then I even think of whenever what Jesus was saying, it's like, you know what, when the world hate, like when the world hates you, remember it hated me first. It's not saying if the world hates you, remember it hated me first. It's saying when it does. So yeah. tomorrow at noon at lunch or whenever you're on your way to work and you get that phone call or whatever, like your own family members, like when it happens tomorrow, the next day, t- next week, whatever, Remember, it hated him first. And how did he respond? Yeah. He responded in confident peace and love. Because mm-hmm. then I, when I think of, whenever I think of trying to get the approval of people, typically we pretend to be somebody we're not. We pretend to care about things that actually don't matter a ton to us. <laughs> we associate ourselves with things that may not actually have the greatest value to us personally. We settle in a lot of ways because at the end of the day, we just want to be liked. But then in contrast to that, I have been thinking of yesterday as I was walking out the door, Josh told me, he was like, Emma, when you trust in the Lord, you're the best version of yourself. And so when we're walking in surrender to the Lord, we're not settling in any area. We're 
100%. It's why it's the secret sauce to confidence. We're 100% ourselves. And so I think another reason of why like it's better, surrendering to God is better than being cool in high school is because when you surrender to God, you actually find who you were made to be. But whenever you're just striving to be cool, whatever that may look like to you, um, a lot of times we neglect who God actually made us to be. And we look up at the end of high school or at the end of whatever season, it's like, who am I? Yeah. And that wasn't even worth it, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Good questions, y'all. Yeah. Good questions. It encouraged us getting to talk about these things and getting to sit here with you. So I hope that you're encouraged. Mm-hmm. And please know that, like, send in questions anytime. We love having these podcasts and we hope that they meet you right where where you are and i can't wait to talk to y'all next week we Mm -hmm. love y'all like crazy because (laughs) god loves you like crazy bye guys